Hello, Rob Lejeur here, and today we're going to take a look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. I'm going to read them and then uh, tell a story and make a few points, and uh, we'll spend a few minutes together. All right, so let me read Proverbs chapter 6, starting in verse 1. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter, like the bird from the hand of a fowler. So, again here we see King Solomon in our wisdom school approaching us like a son like a daughter, like a child. And he's saying, my son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given a pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth. So he's making this point that if you've said something with your mouth that's caught you, then you should have some urgency. And he uses some dramatic language and we and we shouldn't skip over this or make light of this. But he, he uses some dramatic language and, and he says, you need to do this. You need to save yourself for you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go hasten, be quick, plead urgently with your neighbor, right? And, and he, here's the big idea behind this urgency, I believe, is because I think many of you, uh, for me, it likely happens in the morning, I'm getting ready. I'm taking a shower, maybe doing a workout. And it's those early morning thoughts when you're reflecting upon the prior day. And this thought comes into your mind of, oh, you know what? I shouldn't have said that thing. I shouldn't have said that thing. I, I shouldn't have told this person that thing. And, and so then your mind starts to chew on this conversation you had the prior day. And, and what happens is you tend to start to justify that thought or then rationalize that thought and then say, well, I, I said this and then that. And then what happens is, is you you dismiss it, you rationalize it, you compartmentalize it, and you and you tuck it away in this filing cabinet of yours of saying, yep, yeah, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have said that thing, but given all these circumstances, or I was tired, or I was stressed, or I was this, or I was that, then it's fine. But no, King Solomon, what he's saying here is, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, then go urgently and plead uh, with your neighbor. So the question here, simple question is, do you want to be a man of your word, a woman of your word? Do you want your word to mean something? Do you want your word to have integrity in business dealings? And do you want it to have humility in your relationships with other people? As I was chewing on this, in the context of business, it's extremely valuable to have your reputation that your word has integrity, that if you say you're going to do something, that you're actually going to do it, right? And then in relationships with people, do, does your word, do, you, do your words have humility? And if you're human, there's been many times where your words have lacked humility, where your words have been prideful or fearful or selfish. And so then when you reflect upon that, when your words lacked humility, did you do something about it? Did you go and plead urgently with your neighbor? Did you reconcile, right? Or did you just 
compartmentalize, rationalize, justify it, and then just sweep it under the rug or, or file it away in your closet full of thoughts or, or words that you've justified given all these circumstances. As we look, King Solomon tells us, give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. He's actually saying, don't go to bed tonight, right? If, if you've said something that you regret or you know that was the wrong thing or it lacked integrity or it lacked humility, then don't go to sleep tonight and save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter, right? Or a bird from the hand of a fowler. A fowler is someone who traps, right? So the fowler is casting a net. And you got to realize this, that if you've said something that you know was the wrong thing, that lacked integrity or lacked humility, you need to do something about it. What you don't need to do is rationalize it, justify it, blame shift it, and excuse it, and then dismiss it. That's what you don't need to do, because if you do that, you will then come into the hand of a hunter, or you'll be trapped like a bird. So I wanted to share a story about how this happened to me. It's happened to me many, many times where I've said something and it lacked humility. And then the following morning, I realized and then I know I need to do something about it. And so... Um, as, as some of you may know, I worked with my dad and my brothers for many years, and I'm still very close with them, uh, but there were many times where things happened and uh, my words lacked humility. This is back in March 24th of 2009. Um, I had pulled into my driveway and it was dark. Um, it was probably 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night. It was a, week, a weeknight, a work day. And I had left that morning probably at 5 or 5.30 a.m. because I had a long drive and we started early. So it was a long day. It was probably, you know, 13-hour work day and I was tired. And I remember I pulled into my driveway and oftentimes when I had these really long days, I would pull into my driveway and I would just pray and, and, and ask God for energy to, to walk in and to love my wife and kids because many days I just didn't feel like it. I, I knew I needed to, but I, I just didn't feel like it. And so I knew I needed help. And so I'm sitting in the driveway. I hadn't even gone in the house yet. And I get a call from uh, one of my brothers. And he had had his own uh, stressful day and his own things that he was um, that he was worried about. And he started, you know, he just wanted someone to talk to, someone to, to take a load off with. And as he started talking, uh, he started complaining about some things and he started complaining about some things that, that struck a nerve with me. And what I realized in hindsight, but I didn't realize in the moment that I was working really hard, really long days, really long hours. I was, I was sacrificing my time and definitely sacrificing family time. And I was traveling a lot and I was going through my own personal pain and my own um, struggles. And because of that, um, I felt like I didn't have someone to talk to either. And so he's, he calls me to talk to me to deal with some of his own personal stress. And it started coming through the form of complaining about something that, that he wanted to talk to me about and then maybe even talk to some other people about. And I was like, you know what? So I just responded to him in anger and in bitterness. And I was, it was this conversation of how dare you complain to me? Do you realize all the, 
the sacrifice that I'm giving, all the work that I'm putting in, all the travel that I'm doing, all the family time that I've given up. And and I just flipped the conversation on him and just, you know, backed up a dump truck and tried to dump as much of my own personal stress and anger on him pretty much in an effort to say, how dare you call and complain to me? And so I remember I hung up and I just, I, I had this weird mixture of, of, of how dare he and then what an ass I am, right? What a jerk. So I go inside and have dinner and, and do my thing and, and I only remember how the rest of the night went. And then I, I remember I got up the following morning and I was was reading in the book of Psalm. I, I read uh, Proverbs almost every morning and Psalm almost every morning. And um, I'd love to walk through some Psalms in the future together. And maybe we'll do 31 days of Psalms in a future podcast. But uh, this morning was March 24th of 2009. I read this. I said, I will guard my ways that I might not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle. So long as the wicked are in my presence... I was mute and silent. I had my I held my peace to no avail. My distress my distress grew worse. My heart became hot within me as I amused the fire burn. Then I spoke with my tongue. And I remember reading this like, "Oh my Lord, this is exactly how I'm feeling. Exactly where all of my emotions came from." But then the next verse says, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. And then it hit me like a two by four across the side of the head. Rob, you need to have an eternal perspective. You are so focused on your temporary pain, on your temporary sacrifices that that you think your life amounts to this temporary pain and sacrifice that you're giving that in the context of work, it's it's necessary. And but Rob, you need to have an eternal perspective. You need to pick your eyes up. You need to pick your head up and gain perspective on what your life is all about. And so I remember thinking about this verse in Proverbs that that if I had said something to someone that I knew was wrong, that I needed to go urgently and plead with my neighbor and give my eyelids no sleep uh, and say to save myself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter. So that morning I drove to work and I pulled my brother aside and I was like, so-and-so, will you please forgive me? You were, you were trying to just get some thoughts off your chest last night and you wanted a safe place to talk and I just turned it back on you because I'm struggling. I'm struggling with my own stress and my own bitterness and my own issues. And I, instead of listening to you, I just turned around and just bit your head off. And, uh, and, and so and so, will you please forgive me? And I remember that moment, my brother just looked at me and was like, yeah, man, I forgive you. And, you know, I, you can talk to me anytime you want. I'm here for you. And I just remember thinking, like, I I never talked to this brother that much because I I don't like complaining. I want to be a man that just works hard and shoulders a responsibility. But the reality is is if you never talk about your issues and your struggles and you just and you just sweep them all under your own little rug of 
of stress of life and, and you bottle all them up, well, they're going to come out and they're going to come out likely through through bitterness and through resent and and through anger and um, and they did with me that more that uh, that evening when my brother had called me and so here's a big idea there's likely going to be a time maybe you wake up in the morning and you're in a shower or you're doing your yoga and your morning meditation and you're going to have this thought of yesterday or the day before I shouldn't have said that thing what are you going to do about it are you just going to rationalize it and justify it and sweep it off the table and ignore it, which you know what's likely going to happen the following morning or the morning thereafter, you're going to think about it again. It's going to nag you and it's going to grow and it's going to fester. Or you could follow the wisdom of King Solomon and you could go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor, give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber and save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter. In order to save yourself, you go and you plead with your neighbor, you humble yourself, and you ask for their forgiveness. You just say, so-and-so, I'm struggling, I shouldn't have said those things, that was wrong, will you please forgive me? It's that simple. It's that easy. But our pride and our ego and our desire to blame shift and to justify and to rationalize our own prideful and evil behavior wants to prevent us from doing that. And King Solomon here in Wisdom School is saying, my son, if you have been caught in the words of your mouth, then don't just sit there. Go and do something about it. And what you need to do is humble yourself and reconcile. And so as we go to Wisdom School, here's something that likely is going to cut your heart, that it's uncomfortable this is painful. It's like you're in a gym and you're going for a personal record for your squat or for your bench press and you know it's going to hurt. Are you going to do it anyway? So when you go to wisdom school and you want to grow in wisdom, are you just going to read these, these proverbs and these wise sayings that make you feel good? But what about the ones that cut your heart and, and cause you to be uncomfortable? Are you going to sit there or are you going to do something about it? I pray that right now, if you know, if you know that there's something that you've said to your neighbor, to a brother, to a friend, to anyone in your life that they might be holding against you, then go and save yourself right now. Do not go to sleep tonight without reconciling and without apologizing in humility to that person and making it right. This is what wisdom school is all about, being a man of your word, both in integrity and in humility. Let me pray for us. Father God in heaven, Lord, I pray that I would continue to be a man of my word in integrity and humility. Lord, it is so easy to rationalize, to justify, to blame shift, and to explain away the wicked and prideful words of my mouth. Because if they only understood this or understood that, then they would understand that the, I didn't really mean it and the, the words came out and they just took it wrong. Well, yeah, Lord, there's a thousand ways for me to rationalize and justify my words, Lord, but I pray that you would give me the humility or to listen to King Solomon and to plead urgently with my neighbor so I don't end up like a gazelle in the hand of a hunter. God, I ask that you would do this in my heart and in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen.